When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis and just in right before U.S. markets open, Grayscale sends another 14,000 Bitcoin to Coinbase, which could be explaining this current sell-off. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, more than half of Wall Street brokers and banks are blocking purchases of any Bitcoin ETFs. This has pushed the new all-time highs for Bitcoin back a couple of weeks. As predicted, incumbents are not going peacefully into that good night. Damn the tuxedos, full speed ahead. Preach. Also in today's show, spot Bitcoin ETF scoop up another 10,600 Bitcoin on day five. We'll also be discussing Gary Gensler approved the ETFs, but now he is striking back. As well as breaking news, Tether now is holding at least $2.8 billion in Bitcoin as Bitcoin accumulation spree continues. Also, Bitcoin instantly tops silver in the ETF market and trails only gold amongst commodities and not long before we eclipse the precious metal. Also in today's show, I'll be discussing Fidelity. Bitcoin ETF joins the $1 billion club alongside BlackRock, which means they both now hold over 25,000 BTC in like a week. Let that sink in. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market family. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Today is January 19th, 2024. I'm your host, JV. And uh, yeah, interesting day. This is pod episode number 1527. The market is currently dropping. We're currently hovering at 40,800. So let's check out our market watch and check out the markets. You can see Bitcoin down almost 4% on the day. On Coin360, still hovering above 41,000. But on some of the exchanges like Coinbase, I think we're already in the 40,000 range once again. We have Ether pulling back, maintaining just under 2,500. Solana, one of the top losers, down 7%, trading at 92 bucks with virtually all the major alt correcting. And in the red, they say when in doubt, zoom out. So checking out on the monthly, you can see Bitcoin down 3% on the month. Ether is still up 13.5% on the month. BNB up 23% and Solana up 26.5% as XRP is down 10% and Cardano down 15%. And checking out coinmarketcap.com. The current crypto market cap is currently dropping at 1.62 trillion with roughly 64 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance also dropping. It's currently 49.5%. Yesterday, it was 49.7%. And the Ether dominance is currently at 18. 
0.3%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, virtually nothing in the green. We just got one, two, three, four out of the top 100 coins actually in the green, which include Flare, Litecoin, Decentraland, and a stable coin, because virtually, like I said, everything is cracking and in the red. And checking out Crypto Bubbles to get a visual perspective, it's a bloodbath. Virtually everything in the red, like I said, less than a handful of cryptos in the top 100 actually in the green. And zooming out on the monthly to get a 30-day perspective, you can still see some massive gainers, but overall, I would say the majority are back in the red. Uh, we do have some major gainers, though. Hex up 103%, EHEX 89%, uh, Sue. 72%, say 97%, and PLS 147%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're finally back neutral, a 51 rating. Yesterday, a 63 greed. Last week, a 71 in greed. And last month, a 74 in greed. So there you have it, my crypto fam. How low do you think the Bitcoin price action is likely to go on this dip? Holla at your boy. And with that being shared, fam, now let's tap into our Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Here we go. And thanks for the reminder for giving out these memberships. I promised to do so. So I'm glad I, uh, you reminded me. Bitcoin may have more to lose if one Bitcoin price chatter, uh, chart pattern plays out as usual, warns veteran analyst Phil Philb. In his latest analysis, the founder of Trading Suite, Decent Trader, sounded the alarm over Bitcoin's descent to monthly lows. So let's break it down. The Bitcoin price action fell to 40,600 overnight, marking almost a 20% retreat from last week's local high, according to Trading View. And right here, you're looking at the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. And while subsequently rebounding above 41,000, which is where we're currently at, the market strength is convincing few traders and analysts of the short term. Phil Philb is amongst them with three-day timelines, a particular concern. Uploading the comparative chart, he showed that when the three-day chart crosses below the daily 50 period, simple moving average, further downside tends to result. The chart extended to Bitcoin's current all-time high of 69,000, seen in November of 2021. Now, how many of you were around in crypto back when Bitcoin eclipsed Roughly that 69,000 current all-time high back in 2021. Let me know. Quoting the analyst here alongside the chart, the three-day red with the break below the 50-day moving average. There are few examples of this happening in the past. Previously, Phil Philb successfully estimated Bitcoin topping out at 48,000 around the announcement of the approval of the U.S. spot. Bitcoin ETFs. A similar Bitcoin price target is in place for April's block subsidy halving. Now, traders remain cautious. The overnight dip sent Bitcoin below its 2024 opening price. Analyzing liquidity conditions, financial commentator Ted's Talk Crypto flagged 40,000 as the next crucial level to hold. Quoting him here, Bitcoin bids thickening up now after the dump and offers have lightened considerably. 44,000 sellers is still there though. So 463 Bitcoin bid at 40,000 with roughly 18 and a half million USD at Binance, as outlined here. So as reported, various market participants view the mid-30 range as a potential bounce zone to come next. Quoting another analyst, CryptoEd, I think we need one more smaller leg down before we can bounce. Last night's bounce, not convincing to me. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. And as I pointed out here in the intro of the show, right before the US markets opened, just a few moments ago, Grayscale sends another 14,000 Bitcoin. The Coinbase 
What do you think they're doing with this Bitcoin? More than likely dumping it on the open market, hence why the price is currently dumping. More than likely, this is my guess. What are your thoughts, family? And here's a quote from Max Kaiser. More than half of the Wall Street brokers and banks are blocking purchases of any Bitcoin ETFs. This has pushed new all-time highs for Bitcoin back a couple of weeks. As predicted, the incumbents are not going peacefully into that good night. Damn the tuxedos, full speed ahead. So there you have it. My crypto fam, that's the latest TA. Let me know if you agree, disagree. How low you think we likely to go? Do you think 40,000 will maintain? Holla at your boy. But anyways, family, let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss day five of the ETFs. More record numbers. Spot Bitcoin ETFs scoop up another 10,600 BTC on day five. That's right. Spot Bitcoin ETF issuers added another almost 11,000 Bitcoin to their crypto stacks on the fifth day of trading amid the increasing trading volume. Data compiled uh, formally on X account CC 15 capital showed that a net 440 million in Bitcoin was added to their holdings at the end of the day. BlackRock's ETF accounted for the lion's share of the purchases with 8,700 BTC, worth nearly 358 million. The data also shows the nine ETFs, excluding Grayscale, have purchased nearly 68,500 Bitcoin since their launch, currently worth roughly $3 billion. The recent ETFs linked Bitcoin buys were partially offset by the continued outflows from the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust with 10,800 worth roughly 445 million offloaded, which is nearly 38,000 Bitcoin has left GBTC since it was converted to a spot ETF on January 11th. And as I mentioned earlier, breaking news, like right before I went live, they sent another 14,000 Bitcoin to Coinbase, most likely to offload it. And this is why I think we're seeing the carnage currently in the markets. What are your thoughts? And as they share here, 30,500 Bitcoin was bought since the ETF launch, excluding GBTC. Only 900 Bitcoin is mined daily, dropping to 450 a day in April. Meanwhile, data shared by Bloomberg ETF analyst Balchunas highlighted the newborn nine, his nickname for the new spot Bitcoin ETFs, excluding GBTC, which saw a 34% jump in daily volume on the fifth day of trading. Quoting Eric Balchunas, this is interesting. The newborn nine actually saw a 34% jump in volume today versus yesterday. Normally, with hyped up launch, you see volume steadily decrease each day post launch. Rare to see it reverse back up. All but one saw a jump too, but GBTC changed flat. So wasn't Avala. And let me open this up to continue with the thread here from uh, Mr. Balchunas. Uh, all but one saw the jump. GBTC changed flat, so it wasn't a volatility thing. It's a good sign, in my opinion, according to the expert. He also says... Or it should be noted that data around Bitcoin buying as reported by the managers of the ETFs are delayed compared to each fund's transaction volume figures due to the purchase uh, settlement delays. So with investors piling into the new funds, the Bitcoin ETFs from BlackRock and Fidelity each tailed over a billion in assets under management at the close of the trading day yesterday per data from Bloomberg ETF analysts. Safeheart, so that's right. Now officially, uh, BlackRock and Fidelity both have over a billion dollars in assets 
assets under management in their Bitcoin ETS, which ultimately means roughly 25,000 Bitcoin collectively for each. And we're going to dive deeper into that a little later on in the show. Balchuna has also noted that BlackRock and Federal ETFs are in fourth and fifth position for weekly capital inflows across all the U.S. ETFs, trailing only the Vanguard 500 Index Fund ETF, which aims to mirror returns of the S&P 500 Index and the 500 largest U.S companies. And also, as shared uh, Bitwise, so far is the only asset manager to report its January 18th Bitcoin holdings, which showed it adding another almost 500 Bitcoin on the day, quoting Hunter Horsley, plus 20 million in BitB today. Bitcoin purchased efficiently, now 390 million in the last five days, grateful for the trust to steward the client's assets. So Bitcoin saw less than a 1% decrease over January 17th, but seen a slide of over three and a half percent in the past 24 hours. Actually, that slide continues worsening at this current time. And I think with Grayscale continuing to offload Bitcoin, as I mentioned earlier, another 14,000 sent to Coinbase, we're likely to drop a little further. How low will we go? We shall soon see. Well, anyway, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day. We've been discussing ETFs. Well, let's discuss Gary Gensler striking back after giving the approval of the ETFs, which he said he wasn't going to do. It was only because Grayscale won the legal battle versus the SEC that he felt forced to approve these ETFs. So here's Gensler striking back. If you're a fan of Gensler... Let me know. If you'd like to see Gary Gensler fired and replaced as the chairman of the SEC, put a one in that live chat. Let's see how many of you would love to see Gensler get fired. But anyways, the Bitcoin Spot ETF is the first investment product that will allow investors to get direct exposure to Bitcoin's price through traditional and regulated investment products. It is the first investment product linked to Bitcoin that a baby boomer generation is familiar with and can widely feel comfortable investing with. Now, the approval came after a lengthy lawsuit led by the D.C. Circuit Court to rule that the SEC had been hypocritical in approving Bitcoin futures ETFs, but not the spot ETFs. The SEC chairman, Mr. Noclair Gare, made clear his distaste in having to vote for the ETFs in a statement following the vote. Most ETF approvals, even those that have consistently lost investors' funds since approval, have not been accompanied by a statement from the chairman, much less one that recommended against investing in it. This was the first time an SEC chairman ever approved an ETF. And by the way, the approval made a speech advising people against buying the ETF. That's inconsistent with the SEC's disclosure-centric mission. So has the Bitcoin community won? Did we really beat Gary? Not so fast. Permit a Star Wars analogy. We are in the second movie. The Empire Strikes Back. Now hope for the Bitcoin revolution and money and as a store of value is not lost. But Gensler is building a second Death Star as we speak. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them, fam. Before investment advisors and brokers can recommend to their client that they should buy a piece of the Bitcoin spot ETF, they'll need to comply with the new rules adopted by the SEC in 2019 called regulation best interests. Now, reg buy is a Kafka-esque regulation, stretching the hundreds of pages adopted by the SEC, whose top-line points are that advisors should confirm to a duty of care, and that also includes particular disclosure 
requirements. A duty of care sounds nice, but it is a nebulous idea that is entirely undefined in the reg buy in this case. It therefore lends itself to investors suing their advisors based on hindsight bias when their investment doesn't grow as they expect after the fact. So it seems it's going to add liability to the advisors, which is a bunch of shenanigans at the end of the day, ultimately to persuade them from stop promoting Bitcoin. Interesting. Now, if you were a uniquely politically minded SEC chairman motivated to cater to the single anti-Bitcoin senator, Elizabeth Warren, who single-handedly forced President Biden to nominate you in exchange for her decision to withdraw from the Democratic presidential primary, you might be tempted to abuse the subjective judgments left open by Reg Bai to openly discourage those investment advisors and brokers governed by Reg Bai from advising their clients clients to invest in the new Bitcoin spot ETFs. That description is not an actual hypothetical. It's more of a prediction. It will happen. Indeed, it has already begun to happen. For example, Vanguard has openly told clients they are not allowed to invest in the Bitcoin ETF products listed on Fidelity and nearly every other brokerage platform. This is because they are betting that the reg buy uncertainty will be abused to openly discourage investments in this platform that the SEC was forced by the federal courts to open up. Very interesting. This is where Gensler will strike back in the form of examination of investment advisors and brokers by SEC examiners and threats of SEC enforcement staff. This is the weapon of the bureaucracy who adheres to the anti-Bitcoin ethos flowing from Gensler's Senate patron to Senator Elizabeth Warren, who backed him for the role as SEC chairman, so of course they're colluding and working together. This short-term tactic by the SEC chairman, whose term is over, will not matter much to native Bitcoiners who find the idea of an ETF wrapper around Bitcoin silly anyways. That's right, never forget that the Bitcoin ETF is not equivalent to Bitcoin in self-custody, completely different family. Now, it will merely mean that the baby boomers will be delayed in their efforts to diversify their portfolios, courtesy of Gary Gensler. But anyways, next story of the day, we discuss Gensler striking the empire back. Well, he is the empire, so hey. But uh, let's now discuss the latest with Tether. Uh, this headline reads, Tether now holding at least 2.8 billion in Bitcoin as Bitcoin accumulation spree continues. That's right, Tether has Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Stablecoin issuer Tether USDT is holding at least 2.82 billion worth of Bitcoin. Let's go. As the firm continues to scoop up BTC at a high rate, according to Ki Jiangju, founder and chief exec of on-chain market intelligence platform CryptoQuant, Tether is currently holding at least 66,400 Bitcoin. That's a lot of Bitcoin family. Quoting them here, Tether revealed in its recently released quarterly report, it holds approximately 1.6 billion worth of Bitcoin. The amount of Bitcoin held by Tether puts it roughly 11th in terms of holdings. Now, if you look at the Tether Bitcoin holding wallet, it doesn't match the description in Tether's quarterly report. While there were no Bitcoin holdings in 2022's quarter four report, the wallet did start accumulating Bitcoin. So Tether has plenty of Bitcoin, but that's probably not the only Bitcoin wallet that Tether has. So you already know, mad bullish on Bitcoin. Here's the Tether Bitcoin reserve, according to that wallet, according to CryptoQuant. Now, in an accompanying post, it revealed that Tether held just 1.6 billion worth of Bitcoin in August. And at the time, that made Tether the 11th largest entity in terms of Bitcoin held 
in the entire world. Now, in early January, it was revealed a wallet believed to be owned by Teller was sitting on $1.33 billion worth of Bitcoin profits at the time, pushing it to the 10th largest entity in terms of Bitcoin holdings. Tether's intent to purchase the flagship digital assets was reported in November by Bloomberg, which at the time found the stablecoin issuer looking to invest a half a billion dollars into the king crypto within the next six months. At the time, Tether executive Paolo said that Tether was committed to constructing Bitcoin mining facilities in South America. So there you have it. You already know Tether, USDT, extremely bullish on Bitcoin, hence why it's in their reserves. Now, out of all the stablecoin issuers, the one I trust the most is Tether, USDT. The one you got to watch out for is Circle, USDC. They're the establishment. Just FYI, if you don't know, now you know. But anyways, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day. We just discussed the latest with Tether, accumulating mass Bitcoin for their reserves. Now let's discuss Bitcoin topping silver. This is actually a pretty big headline, in my opinion, because would it take one week to top the silver ETF? The headline reads, Bitcoin instantly tops silver in the ETF market and trails only gold amongst commodities. The newly launched Bitcoin ETF funds already have nearly 30 billion in assets under management. Silver ETFs only have 11 billion. So Bitcoin eclipsed silver in the ETF market within its first week. Let that sink in. That's a pretty big deal. Silver has existed since the dying stars started spewing the metal out of billions of years ago. Bitcoin is 15, but already a bigger deal in the US ETF market. Bitcoin ETFs had more assets than silver ETFs. The instant the US SEC approved them last week and trailed only gold amongst commodity focus, US ETFs. Now, I personally think Bitcoin could eclipse gold within a few weeks in the ETF market at the rate we're going. So thanks to the conversion of the existing Grayscale Bitcoin Trust into an ETF, there were immediately almost 30 billion stashed into Bitcoin ETFs, according to data from Coindesk. Silver ETFs have combined assets of about $11 billion. The only commodity that remains more popular is gold, which Bitcoin is often called the digital version of, which has roughly 95 billion. So already a third of the way there. So it's not going to be much longer before the Bitcoin ETF eclipse the gold ETF. When do you think we'll do that by family? Let me know. Uh, Quoting Ophelia Snyder here from 21 Shares. This was beyond my short-term expectation, but it is a fantastic validation of Bitcoin's role as a reserve product and of the demand for Bitcoin exposure in the financial markets. That's right. The launch of the Bitcoin ETFs earlier in the month marked a historic event, not just for the crypto community, but for ETFs as well. The newly launched fund saw roughly 900 million in net inflows within the first three days of trading, significantly higher than most fresh ETFs bring in. So there you have it. And quoting Simon Dixon, the two largest commodity ETFs in the world today are gold and Bitcoin. Gold ETFs hold 96 billion and launched 21 years ago. The Bitcoin ETFs hold 27.5 billion and launched nine days ago. Gold has been a store of value for 5,000 years. Bitcoin has been a speculative store of value for 15 years. Grandma has gold in her pension, but will her granddaughter? Probably not. 
gonna have Bitcoin 100%. So what are your thoughts on that family? Let me know. Here's our feature story of the day. Let's discuss BlackRock and Fidelity. Amongst the top asset managers in the world, BlackRock being the top, I think Vanguard's number two, but now they have an anti-Bitcoin stance, even though they are the largest and primary shareholder of MicroStrategy, meaning they already have indirect exposure to Bitcoin, but I digress. We also have Fidelity, alongside BlackRock with now over a billion dollars in assets under management in their Bitcoin ETF, meaning BlackRock and Fidelity are both now holding on to over 25,000 Bitcoin, and it only took them a week. As the headline reads here, Fidelity's Bitcoin ETF joins the 1 billion club alongside BlackRock. So here we go. Fidelity's spot Bitcoin ETF swiftly secured its position as the second ETF provider to surpass a billion dollars in assets under management within a week of the official launch. Data from Bloomberg shows that Fidelity's wise origin, Bitcoin Trust, achieved this milestone on its fifth day of trading, recording flows that reached just over a billion dollars in assets under management. And BlackRock's iShares Bitcoin Trust had reached the same milestone one day earlier, and its assets under management currently stand at 1.06 billion dollars. And as you can see here, the spot Bitcoin ETFs, uh, this is presented by Bloomberg, you can see uh, GBTC, iBit, FBTC, which I always get a kick out of reading that one. BITB, ARCB, BTCO, HODL, EZBC, BRRR, and BTCW. This achievement is noteworthy given the brief duration since the ETF's launch, highlighting a rapid ascent amongst the recently approved issuers. The expedited growth reflects the substantial investor interest in these products, despite the ETF's previous challenges and securing approval from the U.S. SEC. Market observers emphasize the significance of achieving $1 billion in assets under management within such a short time frame, noting this accomplishment is notably for any ETF. And moreover, the inflows into these ETFs within just one week signify a robust demand from investors for exposure to Bitcoin through regulated investment vehicles. Now, Crypto Slate Insight noted that the substantial inflows into these ETFs have been elevated, uh, elevating Bitcoin to its position of the second largest commodity in the U.S., surpassing silver, which I just previously shared. And meanwhile, the overall outflow from Grayscale's GBTC has now reached a substantial $2 billion, which is most likely while why the market is dumping. This significant outflow continues a consistent trend since the fund's launch with a notable $582 million outflow recorded on its fifth day in the market. GBTC's discount has increased to approximately 96 basis points alongside the outflow. Analysts suggest this discount adjustment may respond to the market's current selling pressure. So despite their brief one-week existence, Bloomberg ETF analyst Balchunas highlighted the remarkable growth in trading activities for the newborn nine ETFs. Notably, the trading volume of these ETFs surged by 34% between the fourth and fifth trading days, defying the typical post-launch decline observed and hyped up launches. According to the analysts here, normally with a hyped-up launch, you see volume steadily decrease each day post-launch. It is rare to see it reverse back up. All but one saw a jump too, but GBTC remained flat, so it wasn't a volatility thing. And as I pointed out earlier, Justin, I got this news right before I went live, right before the U.S. markets open. Grayscale sends yet another roughly 14 
thousand Bitcoin to Coinbase. So there you have it, my crypto fam. And as mentioned here, BlackRock's new Bitcoin ETF secures twenty five thousand Bitcoin holdings, which puts their again assets under management just above one billion. So I'm also thinking uh, Fidelity is now the same with holding over 25,000 BTC, putting them just over a billion in assets under management. So there you have it, family. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!